Okay, so I'm back once again. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the last few episodes. But we got a good one for you today. Um, Houston Texans, Colts, they're playing for the AFC South tonight. Um, practically whoever wins this game, I think is going to win a division. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you my preview on that, who I think is going to win. Uh, I might talk about some LeBron, Luka Doncic, and Kawhi Leonard, as well with the College Football 4. And we're going to get a call on, listen on. Quad Air, he's going he's gonna to give his analysis and breakdown on some Week 11 matchups and some up-and-coming Week 12 matchups in, college football, in the college football playoff. So we have a good one for you today. Stay tuned. Buckle your seatbelt. We're, we're about to go on an adventure. Let's go. Let's get it. Okay, so I'm back. Um, I'm back. I'm back. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. This is episode fifty-two. Episode fifty-two. Um, so let's just get on right to the goodie, the nitty, the, the the goods. Um, Houston Tex, Houston Texans. They play the coach tonight. I think this is going to be a close game. Um, AFC South rivals. I think these are the two best teams that the AFC South. Um, have to present to us. They have to offer. I think these are absolutely the best two teams in the AFC South. Don't trust Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. I don't know what the hell is going on with Jacksonville. The Colts love their roster. Steve ba- ba- Steve Ballmer. He's the um. He's doing a good job. He's doing a good job of the GM. Um, up there in Indianapolis, he's he's put together a nice roster. And to be honest, I thought this roster was going to take it to the next level. I thought they were going to take it to the next level with Andrew Luck talent at the quarterback position. But we all know before the season started, or right before the season started, Andrew Luck retired, Jacoby Brissett takes over. I like Jacoby Brissett. He's not Andrew Luck. And I thought with a healthy Andrew Luck, with this roster, with this O-line, this defense, I thought this could easily be a contender in the AFC. Now, the Colts are, you know, with the recent moves at the in the front office position, uh, with their draft picks that, that, that they have acquired and that they have used wisely these last few years in trying to give or was trying to give Andrew Luck, a comparable uh, front offensive line and a nice little defense. They have one of the best young lines in football. Um, Quentin Nelson is one of the best young linemen and um, one of the best offensive linemen in football uh, as we speak right now. He's one of the best young guys, if not the best young guy in football right now. 
Uh, they just have a phenomenal young O-line. It reminds you a lot of that Cowboys O-line about five years ago. You know what I'm saying? And the Cowboys offensive line is still very much young. But this O-line is younger with a lot of potential. Uh, they have a nice receiving core. We all know about that. Their defense is really good, too. Malik Hooker, Darius Leonard, they really add some juice to that defense. Um, both guys have really missed some time. But despite that, their defense still has played pretty well. And we have known the Colts, even throughout the Peyton Manning era, we have known the, and the Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, those two eras, those two time periods, we 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 are accustomed to the Colts, you know, putting up 30, 35 points and, you know, being being an exciting team, you know, having a lot of excitement, not really known for their defense and stopping people. They don't, you know, that they haven't really had with at least with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck at the helm. They didn't have dominant defenses. They had solid defenses some years, but some years they had below average defenses. So they didn't. So this is a different type of coach team that we are accustomed to seeing, and I like the direction they're going. Smart front office, smart GM, that makes smart acquisition and offseason moves, including draft picks. Not to mention nice young offensive line with some nice offensive threats. Eric Ebron has turned into a premier tight end, and not to mention T.Y. Hilton, who is a who he's not a top five receiver in the league, but he's a good number one. And then that defense that I mentioned already with the standout players such as Malik Hooker and Darius Leonard. Um, so that just gives you an insight in what the Colts are really about. And they do just about everything right now. Nice organization, nice first class organization that's doing things right. The Texans... Bill O'Brien, coaching, as far as a coach, uh, I'm iffy about. His time management is very poor. I don't know if he knows how to read time. I don't know if he didn't grow up without a... I don't know if he grew up without a watch. But his time management is off. Um, that has caused the Texans some games, actually, with his time management and his game management. Doesn't really... He doesn't... Ha- I- I'm not so fine with the job that he does as far as that aspect. Um, a young and developing offensive line. It's not. It's not a good old line that the Texans have, but they have attempted to make some moves, um, to try to build up and stack up that offensive line and to help protect Deshaun Watson. But that has not happened yet. Um, they're still looking for a couple more pieces. They don't even have a GM. Uh, their defense is. Especially their secondary, their defense is really questionable. Um, it was doing a good job with stopping around these last few weeks, but they ran into Baltimore. We all know what happened. JJ uh, Watts out for the year, so that's a killer. That's your best defensive player. But their secondary is it, it's bad. Their secondary is bad, and this organization is known for having bad luck in a regular season. And this brings me to my point. This brings me to my point. The Colts don't have Deshaun Watson. The Texans do have Deshaun Watson. And this is going to be the difference in the game tonight. This is Deshaun, with the Texans having Deshaun Watson, that is going to be the difference maker 
in the Texans winning tonight and not the Colts. Despite the Colts doing everything well, you know, the nice, good GM, smart GM, makes wise moves and decisions, um, got the right coach. Now you got a nice defense, you got a nice O-line. Despite making all of those changes and making all of those moves, and they have been great moves, they have been great acquisitions to add to the roster to bona fide the Colts. Jacoby Brissett, I like, and don't get me wrong, I like Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a good fill-in for now until you find the guy in the draft where you, you think he is the guy, he's the franchise guy that you can see him carrying his team. Because I'm looking at, I mean, I, I like Jacoby. I like him. I like him a lot. He shows a lot of upside. I think he's a starter in this league, but he's not a, fran- I don't, he's not a franchise guy. He's, he's just not a franchise guy. And this is the difference. Deshaun Watson is going to separate himself tonight. He's going to show you why he's a little bit he's a little bit better than Jacoby Brissett, and he's going to show you why he's a franchise quarterback. And with the Texans, you know, Texans, the only thing they really have is a nice receiving core, a nice crop of receivers. Um, not sure if Will Fuller is playing, but they still have the best receiver in football in DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that. The, the Texans don't really do nothing right. They don't do nothing better than the O-line. Who has the better O-line? The Colts. Better coach? The Colts. Better GM? The Colts by default. The Texans don't have a GM. Uh, better defense? The Colts. But the one thing that separates Houston from Indianapolis tonight, the one thing that's going to separate them is the quarterback play. The quarterback play is going to separate Houston tonight. And Deshaun Watson, guys like that, is going to take it to the next level. They're going to take it to the next level. They're going to take you to the next level. Trust and believe me. Guys like that get you over the top. Guys like that get you over the top. I believe so. I I, I believe so. Guys like that are going to get you over the top. And come down the stretch of the season... You know, teams fighting for either playoff spots. If not, they fighting for playoff spots. They're going to be fighting for as far as seeding. You know, some teams can finish with the one seed. Some teams can finish with the three seed. And that could be the difference. We ha- with, that could be the difference in determining factor whether or not they make a Super Bowl run or win one playoff game. Guys like Russell Wilson. Guys like Lamar Jackson, guys like Brady, guys like Breeze, guys like Rodgers, <laughs> all the elite guys, the, the, all these special talents, they're going to start to separate <laughs> because it's that time of the year where the talent starts to separate. And yes, the coach do everything well. The coach GM does everything well. He doesn't make one bad move. But you know what's gonna set you know what's gonna hold them back and what's gonna eventually set Houston up, what's gonna set Houston apart from the Colts. Houston has that one special guy at that one position. Indianapolis doesn't have a guy that's bad. Jacoby said, once again, is not bad, but he's not special. 
He's not special. You're going to see it from Seattle. You're going to see it from Green Bay. You're going to see it from um, New England. You're going to see it from Kansas City, I think. Breeze. You're going to see it from the Saints. Team's going to start to escalate the level of play. Because their special quarterbacks are going to elevate the level of play. Because it's that time of the year. We're going into week 12. Divisions are up for grabs. Like I said, seedings are up for grabs. Here's where the special talents are really going to separate themselves from the rest of the pack. Teams like like let me, let me just, like teams like the Colts. I love the structure of the Colts. I love the structure of the Colts. Mm, the airplane going by. I love the structure of the Colts. I think the way how they have built this team, I love it. I love the structure of the Rams. I mean, of the of the Raiders, not the Rams. The Raiders. I love the structure of the Raiders. I think the way how they have built that team and the draft picks that they have made, I love the direction they're going in. I love the direction Minnesota's going in. I like I told you guys, Minnesota has the best roster in football. As far as on paper, Minnesota has the best roster on in, in football. But those three teams that I named that I like the structure of, the quarterbacks are not bad. Derek Carr is not bad. Jacoby Sett's not bad. Kirk Cousins, he's not bad. But they're not special. And special is going to get you over the top. Special is going to get you over the top. Especially at that one position. At that quarterback position, you have a guy that's special, he's going to keep you alive every Sunday. Just ask Seattle. Just, just ask, ask the Seahawks fans. Ask the Seattle fans, despite who they're going against, no matter who they're going against, they have Russell Wilson. And every Sunday, they wake up with Russell Wilson on their side, and they wake up and they like, well, whoever we play, we're going to have a chance because we have Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson is that damn good. Same thing about Kansas City. You can ask Kansas City. Now this has been, I've been heavy, I've, I've been heavily, I've been heavily, I've been real critical of Kansas City. I've been real critical of them. I've been real critical of Kansas City because I think they're too Patrick Mahomes dependent. I think they rely on him. I think they rely on Patrick Mahomes too much. I think they rely on him way too much. But ask Kansas City with him on the field. His dynamic arm and playmaking ability and escape ability, they're going to have a shot. They're going to have a shot. They're going to have a shot to make some noise because they have special. They have a special player at the most important position. You know? And this leads me to my next point. About quarterbacks. We're talking about the quarterback position. Look at all the teams that's leading in their division. And look at the quarterbacks that's leading them. Okay, AFC North, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore. AFC East, Tom Brady, New England. AFC West, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. AFC South, Deshaun Watson. After after tonight, Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. 
NFC East, Dak Prescott. NFC South, Drew Brees. NFC North, Aaron Rodgers. NFC West, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson. You see the trend? Young. Most of the quarterbacks are young and mobile. Russ Wilson, Dak, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Aaron Rodgers not young, but he's a little he's he's mobile. He has escapability. See the trend there? See the trend? Yeah. Yeah. You see the trend there? That that's so I, I you know because I've been seeing these reports, I've been reading some articles. People talking about hey, you know experts saying hey, you know we had we had Tua Tagovailoa at three. Now we got him going thirty second. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. Tua Tua would not drop that 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 low. And surprisingly, you may you might find it surprising, but I don't think Tua is going to drop that much. He's not going to drop to the end of the first round. I don't think so. I think he's going to be a mid-first rounder. A mid-first rounder. It wouldn't, hell, it wouldn't surprise me if he still goes top 10. Because I, I think there's about 10 to 11 teams that desperately need a quarterback for the future or for, like, now. <laughs> or for, like, now. But you see the trend. I've been, I've been pointing this out, with the, especially the Chargers, because Phillip Rivers' time has come to an end. Don't don't develop nostalgia. Do not develop nostalgia. Please don't. It's not good. The Chargers, Phillip Rivers. Let's go. You know the moves you gotta make. Okay, before I get into anything else, <clears throat> I just want to bring you this with the Cowboys and Patriots game coming up this this Sunday. Beginning of the week on Monday after Sunday's games, Vegas had the Cowboys as a seven point underdog. A lot, mind you, the spread for seven points that's that's a lot, especially with these two teams. Two teams where most tend to think Cowboys are a playoff caliber team. And 
some think that New England will be playing for that. You know, New England's going to be there, right there, at the end. Some, you know, most tend to think that. And for a spread to be this wide of a margin, kind of surprising. Vegas is sending you a message. But this is what this is what this is what I do with games like this. First of all, let's look at the top ten players that are playing in this game. You know what I'm saying? Let's look at the top ten players that's playing this game. So one will have to probably be Zeke. Two will probably have to be Brady. Three will have to probably be Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Four would probably be Zach Martin, the other, the the right, the right guard, the right tackle, the right tackle of the Cowboys. He would probably the right guard of the Cowboys. He would probably have to be four. Five would probably have to be Dak. Six is probably Stephon Gilmore or Devin McCourty. Six is Cooper, Amari Cooper. Seven is probably Demarcus Lawrence. Eight is Jalen Smith. Nine, Vanderish. So that's that's about seven to eight Cowboys out of the ten. Eight of the ten players that I named uh, b- belong to the Cowboys. Mind you, Dallas offensively. Lot it's a it's a lot better than New England. Dallas got a better O line. Check. Dak is playing MVP type type football. Brady his numbers are middle of the pack. Zeke is elite is an elite back. New England can't say they have one of those. And then the receiving the receiving core of Dallas is is better. We can all agree on that. Dallas front seven is probably better with that linebacker core and Demarcus Lawrence and Robert Quinn, Michael Bennett. Probably got a better front seven than New England. New England probably has the edge as far as the secondary. The the back end of both defenses, New England has an edge in the secondary. They do have an edge in the secondary. But still, with the lack of offensive the the lack of offense, offensive offensive uh productivity that we have seen from New England that's not uh, that's not what we are used to that's not what we we're not, like even you know people bring up struggles from last year offensively they had struggles from last year offensively but it wasn't that bad it wasn't this bad it didn't get this bad last year there's three games where Brady has not thrown a touchdown pass in. Three games he hasn't, he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. They have some real offensive struggles. And despite all of that, yes, in Foxborough, God, teams tend to don't travel well up there. It's a four-hour flight. It's a three- to four-hour flight. Really? Don't feed me that. <laughs> don't, don't feed me that. Dallas has the better roster, and now the spread is at six and a half. Still, with these two teams, still a wide margin. Still a wide margin for these two teams. For these type of caliber of teams, still a hell of a margin. Vegas is telling you something. 
Vegas is saying something. Vegas is saying something and making it very clear. Yeah, despite New England having offensive issues and no down the field, no deep threat, and with Dallas having all of this talent on offense and defense, despite all of that, from both sides, there is there is a clear disparity, and it's probably the biggest gap in this matchup, and it's the coaches. J- Jason Garrett, Bill Belichick, up there. That's what Vegas is looking at. Vegas is like, okay, Dallas probably on paper has a better team. Yeah. Dallas offense right now, hands down, is playing better than New England's. Yeah. Dallas front seven is probably better than New England's. Yeah. But they're looking at schematically who's going to put their players in the right positions to make plays and to win the game. And Vegas is like, that guy Belichick. That guy Belichick. He knows how to coach. And and I'm like, yeah. And like I said, I don't, I get why Vegas have a spread like this. Because a six and a half spread, if you don't, if you don't like follow the spreads, if you're not, if you, if you're not, if you don't know, if you don't have, if you have little knowledge or no lo- no knowledge about the spread, with the Cowboys being somewhat of a playoff contender in most people, in most people's eyes, and New England, we all know New England, New England is going to get there and they're going to be there at the end. With a six and a half point spread. Vegas is telling you something. Six and a half points. That's 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 a big spread. So if you don't understand spread and underdog and going with points, this this is a large spread, and this is a large this this is a large disparity that Vegas is pointing out, and Vegas is saying that damn Belichick and coach. That's what Vegas is saying. Vegas is saying two things. Belichick can really coach. And Jason Garrett, he has a good roster, but not so sure about him as an excellent old guy schematically and making adjustments at halftime. They're like, ah, nah, don't trust it. We'll go with Belichick. Like that's a lengthy that's a that spread that you're seeing is lengthy. That spread is lengthy. It's not bad either, but I mean Vegas is just this they're sending warnings. This they're sending hey, they're sending a message like Cowboy team is really talented. <laughs> Full of stars on this Cowboy team. But New England, their coach is going to put them in the right place to make plays and win the game. That's what New England's going to do. That's exactly what New England and Bill Belichick is going to do. And this brings me to my next point about Jason Garrett. If you haven't figured it out, I'm talking about Jason Garrett. 
once again. Despite being a six and a half point underdog, despite being a six and a half under six and a half underdog, if Jerry in Jerry's mind, and just about in most of us, I think most of us can agree, this Cowboy team can beat the Patriots. The Ross with the roster and talent that they have, this Cowboy team can. It can beat the Patriots. It can beat the Patriots. But Jerry, you know, it's very interesting that he, that he, you know, he's coming out with these, with his Bill Belichick stories and how they met. It's real interesting. At this, you know, Jerry tells this story about how they met at this ski resort in the 90s after Belichick had got fired by the Browns. And Belichick walks up to him and says, hey, don't forget, I can still coach. I can coach. And Jerry Jones makes his remark about how he hasn't forgot that statement until this day. <laughs> Jerry sent the message. Jerry is sending a message. Jerry is clearly, clearly sending a message to Jason Garrett. Philly can't lose this game. You really can't lose this game, Jason. Because Jerry is sending is sending sending messages. He's he's sending them your way. He's like, we gotta win this game. If you can't win this game, that's an indictment on you. That's an indictment on you, Jason. This would be another loss to another playoff caliber team. Green Bay, New Orleans, Minnesota, now New England. Jerry's not going to like that. Jerry's not going to like that one bit. I'll be back. I'll be back in the next segment, guys.
Okay, so I'm back. I got Quadair on the line with me. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but he's been coming on lately. He's been giving his analysis on NFL Week 11, Week 10, um, and the college football playoffs. So we can just start from Week 11. And what games really stood out on Week 11? Um, I like the the Cowboy games against the Lions. Uh, we talked about the Redskins game. We talked about just about all the games before, um, before you know, giving our predictions. But re- what game I did well in my predictions as well. So, what games really stood out to you? <clears throat> um, what you just said, the Cowboys game. I don't think that game really stood out, and I think they fans should pump their brakes a little bit because you played a Detroit Lions football team that's not complete with missing their quarterback. So, I think that a um, Cowboys fan. Uh, over excited about that win, mm-hmm. but that was a win. That was a win that they needed, so I guess that's why they over excited. But I don't agree really that game set out as far as being a, a a competitive, it was more competitive than it should be. Right. So I think I think the Cowboys should pump their brakes, and then this week coming up. They about to find out why they should pop their breaks, but I think they should pop their breaks a little bit. Mm. And to make a beat winning teams. So that game really didn't stand out to me. Going into the game, I think everybody picked the Cowboys, knowing that the Lions strong quarterback wouldn't be in the game. So they did what they were supposed to do. So I got to admit, um, you, 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 you got me on Baltimore and Houston. I, um, I was disappointed and how Houston came out. Uh, I, I picked Houston. If you if you didn't listen to the episode where we did our predictions, uh, Quadair he picked ball he picked Baltimore to win. Um, he said Deshaun Watson was going to get his first NFL November career loss. That happened, of course. We all know what happened. Uh, I picked Houston. I thought Houston was going to come in there beat Baltimore. I thought it was going to be a close one. It wasn't even close. So you got me on that one. And so you have you have you still have Lamar as your MVP? Yeah, um yeah, I still have Lamar and and it dang it kinda upset me a little bit because I love Deshaun Watson, but mm-hmm. uh, man that they gotta get the last I'm not even mad at that. Uh, with you having Lamar, I feel like it can go Lamar or um, or Russell Wilson. You can you can go either, you can't go wrong with either or. I'm just more on you know more on Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm because I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Russell Wilson. I, I love enjoying. I, I love watching him play. 
Um, so I'm not even mad that you went with Russell Wilson. Now, still with Baltimore, like, and you and you made a good point. Uh, Houston. Oh my God, that 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 damn old line is horrible. But you mentioned the point with Baltimore. Is for, for as of right now. I, I, and I'm still believing, don't get me wrong, I'm still believing in, in New England um, to make it to the AFC Championship game. Is Baltimore your favorite to, to win the AFC so far? No, I'm still sticking with the New England Patriots because of the fact I don't believe. Mm-hmm. I, I just got to go with what a gotta go with what we know and I don't think that um the I don't think that Baltimore could beat New England twice but with that being said with that being said it's hard to go the way Baltimore's playing right now and it's hard to go against them too but still what I know is I still have New England Patriots winning the AFC mm-hmm. yeah me too the AFC yeah I, I, New England, yeah the New England is still right there with Yeah, I, I, like you said, I, I'm going with New England. Uh, I, it's, it's just very hard for me to see Baltimore beat New England two times in one year, but it can happen. But if if any team was to do that, I think the team that would, would like that's most likely to beat Baltimore in the AFC is, I mean, t- t- to beat New England in, in the AFC is Baltimore, because I feel like Baltimore. With them being able to run the ball, they can keep Tom Brady off the field, control time possession, and their defense is getting better. Yes. So, I... I, I really Baltimore. If any team could do it, it would be Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And before, before the game, when I was speaking on Baltimore, I was telling you how impressed I was with their defensive back. And how mm-hmm. defensive back put like... Play like so. Like I said, that Marlon Humphrey is one of the best young corners in the league, and he came out to prove that he was his game son in his play. So Right. He did a good job on DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Baltimore, Baltimore defense and offense is showing that they, they are for real. If they can keep it up, it'd be hard to go against them, but I still... From past experience, I can't go against the Patriots. Baltimore is making that decision real hard. Okay. So you mentioned the Cowboys and how the the fans need to calm down. The fans do get do tend to get a little rowdy. Um, is Dak as of right now? Because Dak's been playing good. Dak has been playing really well as of right now this year, just based off of his play. Is Dak not a top ten quarterback? You say Dak a what? Is Dak a top ten quarterback this year off of his play? Um, has have the Cowboys been playing with a winning record? They beat Philly. But Philly, Philly is not Philly is not the Philly that we used to say playing the last couple of years. So you don't count them. Yeah, you can't really put Philly in it. Philly is not playing to the talent, and so I don't, I don't. And it's a division game. I don't 
behind it. The worst team in the division could be the best team in the division just because of how competitive the games are. And it's just a division game. You see the team twice. So I don't even count the best games. But outside of that, I don't think, I think that, I honestly, I just think that the Cowboys are overrated. Mm. And we are. And you would, and I'm going to back up what I'm saying. So people won't think I'm a Cowboys hater. You will find out Sunday that they're overrated, way overrated. But you don't, you don't think that's unfair, though. I mean, with I mean, it's New England. No, I I, I think it's fair because it's I, it is New England. But if you're talking Super Bowl, this and that other, nine times out of ten, that's who you might have to see. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I'm just—I mean, I know. Yeah, the Cowboys—they haven't won. They haven't beat uh, a playoff contender. They haven't beat a team that's uh, you know that's good. I get that, but I'm just something just from from that standpoint. And him being paid, has he not performed well? Um, not forty. No, um, no. hell no. Thirty five, though. I mean, we all know he's going to get paid, but he he was talking forty million dollars. No, I don't think he's worth forty million. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. Maybe give a pay, but I don't. I can't really. I'm not really sold on him yet until I see them beat up. I gotta see them play against a couple of playoff teams and win. They haven't won. They beat teams that they're supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I can't be with the hype yet. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, um, in my opinion, I think Dak. I I, I have seen. A, I mean, cause I I mean, I'm a Cowboy supporter. I have seen Dak improve time in, time out, and I've seen defenses basically say. Okay, we know Zeke, we know what he's going to do. Zeke can beat us. But we're going to put nine men, and we're going to put nine people in the box to stop that run. And basically, some defenses over the years have said, Okay, Dak, beat us. Show us that you can beat us, Dak. And now, Dak improving as a thrower, he's he's much more accurate than, than he has been. In previous years, um, I see improvement in him with making audibles and changing things and seeing things at the line of scrimmage. He's starting to be like anytime people put eight teams put eight in the box and they trying to stop Zeke. Dak, he's played well against lesser competition teams. Is what I'm saying. If I, what I'm saying is I will. Doc will have to make me believe. I'm not going to be a believer for, oh, when he go and play against lesser competition teams and do what he's supposed to do. Now, when they play against good teams, playoff kind of teams, and go out and he lose, then the media, everybody is, oh, well, Doc, Doc, 
don't think with blah blah. But then when he goes out and play good against a a, a, competi- a team he's supposed to do it against, we give that the most praise in the world. So no, I think he he didn't come out and prove it yet. That's what I'm saying to you. And Sunday he did his first real big test to show if if he very by wants him to be. I don't care if it's New England Patriots. If you if you uh want to be a Super Bowl contender team, then you have to go out and, and, and win games like that. The Patriots are not unbeaten. You see, we seen them lose. Okay. I mean, look at the Minnesota game. Dallas got down 14 nothing early. Dallas was down 14 nothing early. Dak, you know, Dak came back, played well, kept them in the game. Huh? What was the outcome? What was the outcome of that game? Last possession, last possession of of that drive or of, of, or of that game. Dallas um, you know, they ran the ball with Zeke on third and one, and then on fourth and one, they threw it to Zeke again. And they lost. And what was the outcome? They lost. Okay. Against a, a playoff crowd, but I have. Now you see him, they won. I haven't heard them win against the playoffs yet. That's what. That's what I'm just saying. I don't. I haven't seen them do enough yet for me to be so with the Dallas Cowboys. So how do you feel about Carson Wentz? I think. I think he sets his teammates up to win. I think he plays winning football, but he don't have a like he don't have the weapons around him. Offside, Jeffrey, Deshaun, mm. Jackson, all them there. He don't have the weapons. But I think he sets his team up to win. Like they had a chance to win Sunday, but he was to the man that can't catch a cold butt neck in Alaska and all. He's dropping passes all the time, and one week he shows up, the next week he can't show up, and nothing Aguilar. So, I think that he played winning football. I don't think that the losers on his shoulder. I think he come out to win, play winning football, and it's the same. I mean, it's it's people around. So, what happens with Philly? I mean, I'm a I like Carson Wentz talent. I like his talent, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have. The same. He doesn't. He don't have the wins. Like uh, he doesn't have the wins like a Dak does. Dak has won more games because Dak has been healthy to play in those games. I get that Carson Wentz has the better talent, but as of right now, I think Dak is a little better than Carson Wentz. And I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to understand this transformation. Between the Nick Foles Eagles and the Carson Wentz Eagles. Because, mind you, I made the right move in going with Carson Wentz and paying Carson Wentz. I think they made the right move. But what is the difference in the Eagles when they had, like, what what made the difference? It's because, I, I mean, I don't get it. Because Carson Wentz is better than Nick Foles. Okay, well, look, you heard it first. The Eagles will make the playoffs. They will represent the NFC's. You think they make the playoffs? The Eagles make the playoffs, and the Eagles win the division this year. 
you heard it here. If you believe it or not, if you have to tell you see, but the Eagles make the playoffs and win. Because go look at the the Dallas Cowboys schedule to play out, right? And look at the Eagles schedule to play out. The Eagles have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. <clears throat> and all they have and they're getting help and they're getting healthy. They defense played a good game. The defensive backs play playing better they they got they got some time back in the defensive back. They're playing better. They should be getting all shot Jeffrey and Deshaun. They should be getting weapons back soon. New England offense is not hard to stop though. These days. Yeah, but but people people say it's New England that offense not hard to stop just that in the third. But one thing about New England is they're winning. So we talk like New England's not New England. All they do is keep winning, so if they're winning, when they all that fuck their defense playing bad or whatever it has is going, they're winning football games. So New England is fine. I don't I don't wanna hear that New England is not hard this this, that and the third because what they come out and do every week. They come out and win, so So to follow up on your you can say that, but they win it. Right. You right. So to follow up on your question, or what you said, the Cowboys, after this week, they play New England, we all know that, then they have Buffalo, then the Bears, then the Rams, then the Eagles, and then the Redskins to finish off the season. That's a whole different matter. That's a whole different matter about the playoffs. Yeah, so I think that the Eagles, I think that the Eagles had a shot, best chance of winning the division. Because now you just read me the Dallas Cowboys schedule. Because you read me the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. Okay. Get that for you. Now, mind you. I'm looking at this schedule for the Cowboys before I get to the Eagles. I'm looking at this schedule for the Cowboys. I, I if, if 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 I'm a Cowboy fan, I like my chances against Buffalo at home. Buffalo, mind you, Buffalo they 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 gotten off to a good start early in the season, but teams are figuring out that they are limited offensively and their defense is solid. But I think the Cowboys' talent would overcome the Bills. I don't trust Chicago and Mitch Jabisky. I'm sorry. The Rams. I don't, but they have a tough defense. That's a tough defense. Defense is tough. 
I'm not saying the Cowboys will lose every game, but I'm saying they they they're gonna run for their money on the um they're all that we come that press card, they're gonna run for their money with dealing with every defense you just met. So so tell me what games you have the Cowboys losing and we can compare and contrast because I have them beating Buffalo, I have them beating Chicago, I think they lose against the Rams, and then and then I think they beat Philly and they beat Washington. So that's ten and six. Okay, so out of them games I had them Buffalo So you got nine and seven. I have them losing to the Patriots. Okay. Buffalo Bills beating them. I have the St. Louis Rams beating them, and I had the Philadelphia Eagles just getting healthy that I just told. I had them winning too. So you think coming down the stretch, the Cowboys are going to finish two and four? Yeah. Okay. Let me now. I got the Eagles schedule. The Eagles schedule, I know they got a couple of division games coming up as well. The Eagles schedule, they have Seattle this coming Sunday. Then they have Miami, the, Gi- the Giants, the Redskins, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Eagles. I mean, and then the Giants, I'm sorry. So you think Philly is gonna? Only game I have them losing is the one against the Seattle Seahawks. So you think Philly's gonna win out? You think Philly's gonna win out? After this week, Philly went out. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, this is gonna be good. 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 Okay. And I have, I have Dallas winning two out of the next six games. Okay. So basically, you got Dallas at eight and Philly at ten and six. You say Dallas at what? You got Dallas at eight and eight, and Philly at ten and six. Yeah. Okay. And I have, so for me, for Philly, I had the Cowboys finishing 10-6. and six. I think Seattle loses to, the, to Seattle. I think, the, I, think Eagle, I think Philly loses to Seattle. I think they had beat Miami. I think they had beat the Dolphins. I mean, the, yeah, same team. I think they had beat the Giants. I think they had beat the Redskins. I think they'll lose to the Cowboys again. And I think to finish out the season, they have... Beat the Giants and they're finished nine and seven, and I have the Cowboys finishing ten and six. Okay, we can see. Cowboys <laughs> winning two of their next six games now. The Eagles winning five of their next six games. Mm, don't think so, but we'll see. I can't wait because I I love this time of the season. Who do you have winning tonight? 
between Indianapolis and Houston? And Houston? Yeah, between Indi- is it you said is it in Houston? Let me see. <clears throat> both six and four. Both teams are six and four. Uh, hey, Houston, do not disappoint me. I'm going to go with you, even though my gut is telling me to go with the coach. I'm going to go with you, Houston. I'm a big DeAndre Hawkins fan. I met him in Hawaii at the Pro Bowl a couple of years back. I love Deshaun Watson. I Please don't disappoint me, but I, I want to. I'm going with the. I'm going with Houston. Okay. So, um, another thing that I, that I've been bringing up on the pod lately is the is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Kansas City Chiefs. I think um, they're too Patrick Mahomes reliant. I get that Patrick Mahomes is talented. And I know he has a wonderful arm, and I know you have all these weapons on the outside for him to throw to. And I get that Andy Reid is a tremendous offensive play caller. But I think the Chiefs are too Patrick Mahomes reliant, and it reminds me of those Green Bay teams with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers carrying those bad defenses to the playoffs. It reminds me a lot of that. And I don't. And with Kansas City right now, they're they're twenty six in, tw- in total defense, and they're thirtieth in rush defense. So they 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 people teams can run the football against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And then I look back on their game on Monday against the Chargers. Yes, they got four interceptions, but they only won by seven points. What's going on with Kansas City? So, Kansas City, the GM, going into the draft, please, you have to get some help on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Your, offense will, your offense will be fine. Now, if you can find, if you can find a, a, a running back, or you can never go on with an offensive lineman. Yeah, right. It's then you can do that, but you got to go defensive heavy in the draft for the next couple of years. And you can keep Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, everybody under contract. You have a, you had one of the best offenses in the league. Defensive heavy in the draft, you have to spend money on the defense side of the ball because if not, you're off. It's the, every game will come out to every game will be a shootout. Now the thing about the quarterback position, yeah, quarterback is supposed to be the best player on the team, but you don't want your quarterback to have to go and and win the game every Sunday. Right. It's you like don't have to do that. it's you like your quarterback. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, that that brings injury. To your quarterback, 
Right. And I love Honey Badger. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I love I love his play style, but it's not, it's, and, and it's not, okay, I love he's going out, but I forgot his name. I think his name, he's number 95, he passed the defense line. Chris Jones. Chris Jones. I like Chris Jones, and I like Tyron Nasty, but that's not enough. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's not. Like, it's it's like Kansas City need Patrick Mahomes to throw for 400 yards, three touchdowns every single game. And, I, I mean, he he can do it at a high Do it. But you just don't want that. And on Monday, they don't, like, he go my thing with Kansas City. They, they can't stop the run. And they don't run the ball enough for me, for my taste. They don't run the ball enough. Patrick Mahomes was their leading rusher, and he just now coming off a dislocated kneecap. I just don't like the way how that looks. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way how that looks. I mean, I think, Kansas, like you said, Kansas City need to go defense heavy in the draft. They need to be drafting. They need to help that defense out. Um, that's secondary, it, it, you know, they, like I said, they got four picks, but it was against Phillip Rivers. That's what Phillip Rivers doing now. He, he just throwing picks, but this defense not going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson or even Tom Brady with you know, the way, how they look. Not at all. So on to the college football playoff, um, as we all know, College, you know, they came out with the 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 college football playoff committee. It came out with the four teams and some more. The four teams consist of LSU at number one, Ohio State at number two, Clemson at three, and Georgia at four. They had Bama and Alabama, mind you. Alabama still at number five, and Oregon at number six. We all know about two injury. Is Alabama? Is there any way that Alabama can still make the college football playoff? I don't do that. I think so because it's some It's some tough game. It's some tough games coming up, like the Penn the Penn State game mm, for Ohio State. Now, another thing. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say another thing um, that I found interesting was, or that I think that it's going to play, eventually it's going to play itself out in the next coming weeks. But another thing that I found interesting was the committee having Oregon and Utah at 6 and 7, and both of them being Pac-12 teams. Now, after Oregon lost to Auburn early in the season, I didn't think Oregon had a chance to make it to the college football playoff. But now that Oklahoma has lost and they got a 
Oklahoma still got to win the, the Big 12 championship. And now that Alabama, they have no Tua, and they they have lost. And Georgia got to play LSU in the SEC championship game. So Georgia might have two losses. Do you think a Pac-12 team, Oregon or Utah, do you think one of those two teams can get in the playoff? Right. The best shot for 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 both of those things is just keep winning. Mm-hmm. And let it play let it play out on its own because some things you you never know. Just keep winning. That's all I can say is keep winning. It might not be in your favor, but just keep winning. Do you agree with LSU being number one? Okay, um, okay. I'm not mad at that because Ohio State, whoever they have played this year, they have beat and they have just like like beat them. And LSU, I, Ohio State, mm-hmm. if they keep winning at this level with the absence of Chase Young, oh, no brainer. Mm, okay. Even though this Saturday. This is like the real, this is like one of the first, this is one of the biggest games for Ohio State this Saturday against number eight, Penn State. That's what I said. They could be Penn State. Like, just, just when I beat them without Chase Young, oh, there's no brand that they should be one more time. Okay. Okay. Um, I think for right now, for right now, and I get Ohio State been playing some, they've been playing dominant football. They've been blowing everybody out that they have faced. Uh, but with LSU and the explosive offense, and I know their defense have been looking a little shaky, and I know people are questioning their defense. I think this just with the teams that they have beat this year so far, they beaten Alabama, they beaten Florida, they've beaten um, Auburn. They have beaten Texas. They have beaten some good teams, some teams that were highly ranked when they played them. And I think that this is the only reason why I'm giving LSU the edge right now is because of the teams that they have beat while they were, you know, where they were at when they beat them as far as rankings. Like, they beat Texas when Texas was a top-10 team ranked. They beat Florida when Florida only had one loss. You know what I'm saying? When the, when Florida was undefeated. Excuse me. So it's like you know that's why that's the only reason why I give for right now I give LSU the edge. You got Walter for that. Yeah, cause I, I like Ohio State defense. 
Um, I like Ohio State offense. I'm, I, I got my questions about LSU's defense because um, the way how they gave up, I think, like 31, 32 points to Ole Miss, uh, I, didn't, I ain't like that. I didn't like that. And I think when you go against, like, if, you, if, if LSU is lucky enough to go undefeated and make the playoff, when you're going against Clemson and Trevor Lawrence and Ohio State and Justin Fields, I, I get I get a little worried that um that that defense can't get stops. Uh-huh. So that's what I have. Um, hmm? That's what I have. You got anything else you want to say or input about anything that just that's been going on this past week? Um, I I want to see how they finish out and close out the regular the, the regular season because they still have to play Seattle one more time at Seattle with no George Kittle going against a very good Arizona team that we both said was going to be a close game last week between them and Arizona. We both was like, San Francisco better watch out because Arizona is they 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 they, can, they got some fight in them, and don't you know Arizona came out there and played really well against the Forty ers but once again Garoppolo stepped up to the plate, stood tall and strong in the pocket, and he was able to get the win. As of right now, as of right now. When when they get George Kittle back because he's a big he's a big piece to what they do offensively, I would say yes. But if they can't, if they now I would say yes. But if they can't get home field advantage, I have my worries because if New Orleans get home field advantage and everything comes through New Orleans and you gotta beat New Orleans at New Orleans, I I I. I, I I might gotta go with the I might gotta go with the Saints. So if they if they're able to finish out the season strong, and these next few weeks gonna show us a lot because they play the Packers, they play Baltimore, and they play New Orleans three weeks in a row. So these the, you know these next three weeks gonna show us a lot about where San Francisco is and where they're gonna be placed at. But if they can finish out the season strong, if they can get through. These three teams plus Seattle at the end. Yes, I still like the 49ers. Okay. Um, that's all I had to say. Nice talking to you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No problem. Um, and we gonna get you back on here for your um predictions for Week Twelve because Week Twelve is big. Okay. All right, bet. So, um, good talk, good talk, but, you know, like I said about the 49ers, I think, I, I, I like them, I, I like them, I think they'll be, I think these next three weeks, with between playing against the, four, I mean, the Packers on Sunday Night Football, all of America is going to be watching, with, with, with them playing Baltimore the following week, 
you know, MVP front runner with, for some people with Lamar Jackson. And then the Saints, you're going to have, you got to play the Saints at New Orleans. It's going to be a real eye opener to see what San Francisco is really made of and what and how good is Jimmy Garoppolo compared against Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and and, and um and Drew Brees. It's going to show us a lot. So yeah, like like why they asked, I I still am on the 49ers bandwagon. I I still have them as the NFC right as of right now, but you know I, this this thing can go either way. This this thing can go either way, and I think a big component of them making it to the Super Bowl is them locking up the number one seed, getting that first round by, and then getting home field advantage. If they can get those two things, if they can finish out the season strong, yes. I still like San Francisco. I still like San Francisco. Um, don't want to hold you guys any much longer. I want to talk about Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is 20 years of age. Dallas Mavericks averaging 29, 10, and 9. The kid can play. It's his season, his second season. I see a mixture of LeBron with his basketball IQ. I see some skill sets of Dirk Nowitzki. I see a lot. I see. I see a lot. He doesn't have the physical prowess of LeBron. He doesn't have the length of Dirk at Dirk withstanding with Dirk standing at seven two. But he's a little bit more stronger than Dirk. Um, he has a nice touch, a nice handle. Luka Doncic could really play. He's he he he's really he's really good. He is really good. The kid is really balling. I mean, he. I mean, he's one of those type scores where you look up and you're like, Luca had 35. How did like it, it comes like that? Him scoring 15 points, it comes just like that. You saw it last night against Golden State where he played Golden with Golden State. He out he outscored the Golden State. He out rebound Golden State, and he had more assists than Golden State. So he's just a stat sheet. He's a stat sheet st- stuffer. And you wake up 15, 15 years later from now, you wake up and you're like, oh, hell, Luka Doncic is a top 10 scorer in all-time NBA history. Yeah, because he, he puts up buckets. He, he, he drops 29 in his sleep. So, I mean, he, he is phenomenal, and Dallas is really good this year. Um, so I'm, en- I'm really enjoying the NBA. We saw Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you know, you know for, first time, for the first time against the Celtics. Really good game. Um, Celtics, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George came down big down the stretch, and and Lou Williams, they came down and they showed up big down the stretch. So, um, don't like I said, didn't want to hold you guys any much longer, but I just wanted to squeeze that little NBA talk in there between this this huge NFL and college football talk. Um, once again, thank you guys for listening. Um, it's been uh, it's been wonderful. 52 episodes in. We're going to only do more. We only can get better and better. Um, Thank you guys for listening once again. I'm out. Adios, amigos. Life is a series of moments, so enjoy them. Life is a task, so pass it. Life is a task, so you got to do it. Got to go through life. Once again, I'm out. Enjoy the rest of y'all week. I'll be back.